Hey, it's Aldwin. And I'm Jason. This is the Ready Play Tennis Podcast. New balls, please. We put our shit together so that we can entertain you. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Come back to life, Dick Edward. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? I, think, I feel like it's another ass comment, but... Jason Jason just called you on your bluff, and you, you came back and you called us an albatross? I don't know what that is. Do you know what this is? It's called entertainment in all caps. Time. Ready? Play. Welcome to the Ready Play Tennis Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Aldwin. We are, I've, you know, I should have done the calculation, but the way that Wimbledon did, but like 728 days later since the final ball from the Rogers Cup, here we are at the <laughs> start of the National Bank Open. It's even changed its name. <laughs> Wait, is it is it legit 728 days since up? I don't know, something like that. <laughs> uh, I was really believing you for a moment there. I think it was because I saw the National Bank Open account post um, mm. in advance of the qualifying that started yesterday. Uh, yeah, that it had been like 728 days, so that maybe that's why it was in my head. Uh, you know, on that note, we have to give a shout out to whoever is managing the um, Instagram for NBO for the National Bank Open. They have done a phenomenal job promoting the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had their countdowns of the days until the tournament started with those huge like countdown numbers in neon. They've taken amazing pictures of the players at both sites in Montreal and Toronto. Um, for their practice sessions, it's really gotten me juiced up. I feel juiced up. Yeah. <laughs> for action tomorrow. <laughs> Way to get those university students <laughs> doing their internship. Mi- min- oh, internship and not even minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> Taking pictures of them players. <laughs> oh my god, I would have. I would gladly take pictures of male players for free. Yeah. Especially Sitsi. Uh, I mean, I have a lot more than pictures. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Delete them from your phone. I know, exactly. Don't scroll. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Patreon.com slash Ready Play Tennis podcast. Or sorry, Ready Play Tennis is where you can support us. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And um, jokingly, we talked about quitting the show. Until until all y'all go to the damn podcast and give us a review and give us five stars and like such as. Listen, we we are trying not to have a very pointed tone, but um, I will say this. Jason and I, no joking, no joking here. We have so many of you that message us in to our DMs and say how much you know, you've enjoyed our podcast, how entertaining we are. Sure, I guess we're funny from time to time. Sure, we, we may know some tennis facts. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you message us and you say that you like our banter and, you know, it's a nice podcast to listen to on your long drive to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it would just mean the world to us if you could take that extra 30 seconds to 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure it's thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> to write us a lovely review yeah. wherever you can on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Okay, now that we've begged you once more to say nice things about <laughs> us, uh, we are going to say some nice things about a few players um, this week before we get into the National Bank Open. Um, mm-hmm. How impressed were you with not only... Well, I, I would say I was more impressed this week seeing the results of Mackenzie McDonald, especially after, you know, coming off an injury and actually watching his final with the the, the winner, Yannick Sinner. <laughs> Were you, like, withholding who the winner was as if no one knew? <laughs> it ended uh, just, like, an hour and a bit ago. Mm-hmm. But he played, like, so well. Uh, I was impressed with... Him being able to um, hold his own against the pace of of Sinner and sometimes out hit him on occasion. It was a really mm-hmm. really uh, good match. He I think saved uh, ten or eleven 
uh, set points in that first set uh, before he mm-hmm. lost it. Uh, won the second set, but lost the third, seven five. Yeah, you know, it's again. I do like to think of us as kind of um, on the beat of tennis, the pulse of tennis, the oracle of tennis. I guess we're stealing that moniker from um, our friend over there, Jonathan. Jonathan Scott. Remember when we talked about how you know the era of Americans men's tennis has kind of waned a little bit. Like Riley Opelka's kind of holding. Um, holding court there um who else have we got a tiafo but you know um tommy paul but there hasn't been um the same kind of dominance as when agassi sampras you know even erotic to some degree mm-hmm. were players but funny that the moment we mentioned that there are some american players that are not part of this kind of crew of like opelka and um, sangren etc that are doing so well Mackie McDonald being one of them, mm-hmm. Nakashima being the other, Brand- Brandon. Brandon, don't call me Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Nakashima, who made two consecutive finals. And, you know, from what I watched in the final, I thought, okay, I thought that McKenzie, I don't know if you were getting the same vibe, but Mackenzie Mack was giving me a lot of Michael Chang vibes. Mm-hmm. Just like so quick and so smooth on the court, was able to get everything. I was actually kind of concerned for him. Uh, was I really concerned? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the first set, it looked like he was going to get overpowered by Yannick's easy kind of fluid power. But he is a real grinder, mm. this Mackie McDonald. So I, I was. I was very impressed with his game. Yeah, I, I definitely get, you know, Michael Chang, Nishikori vibes from him. And not because he's clearly part Asian. It's just the style of play. Um, right. But yeah. And, you know, kudos to Zinner. He does have that sort of fluid style and that pure power, um, but also can move very well for someone who's tall and lanky, as was evidenced in that match. So mm-hmm. his first 500 level title. And uh, by the looks of it, the prize money has creeped up back to normal because he made a cool 350. Wow. Wow. American. He's he can spoil his girlfriend with uh I don't know, a Gucci bag or something. Does Sinner have a girlfriend? I I thought that you know, when I have my list of players that I uh, am obsessed with, I always try to see in their stories where there's like a if there's like a presence of a girl. Yeah. I thought that he was there was a girl. I mean that's maybe there that's just a bad idea. He's not even twenty years old. <laughs> I know he's 19. Yeah, like, what are you doing? You know what, though? If you're... No, okay, this... Anyway, I'm just going to say it. Like, if you're if you're a lady and you're you're seeing Yannick Sinner at 19, you want to lock that down. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... You want a piece of that 350K? <laughs> anyway, congrats. He, he won Sofia as well, correct? Mm-hmm. He won, like, a 250 tournament. He won a 250 or, event, and then he won a, one of the other 250 events this year i think one of the one of the australia lockdown central um tournaments (laughs) there's a piece of trivia that i want to ask you okay so in winning in in winning in winning the city open in washington dc he becomes the third youngest player to win that tournament can you name the two other players oh god hun I don't think I. Uh, you, I don't think you I. Should, oh, I think I do know one of them, Juan Martin. I'm sorry, who's that? Juan Martin. You mean your My, lover forever? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this the other one is it? Andy Roddick. You know what? I know for sure it's Juan Martin. I looked at the stat. I looked at the um of that at that stat right before the podcast and like remember these two names and of <laughs> you course, forgot the only <laughs> the only one i remembered was the one that was important to you <laughs> no wonder people won't give us a five-star review <laughs> but oh, he, <laughs> i okay juan martin was 18 years old in 2008 he must have been if he was younger than yannick in winning today if yannick is 19 to like you know at this time yeah i think he was 18 or 19 did he win in 2008 yes 2008 okay yeah wow yeah great okay it's great 
congrats to Yannick and congrats to Mackie. I think they call yeah. him Mackie. Mackie, cute. It's cute. Yeah. He, I guess, is joining, you know, potentially if he can keep up this um, in Toronto. Maybe we'll get to see him in Toronto because he did, uh, I think, earn a spot with his result in Washington. Maybe he'll he'll be able to keep up with Corda and some of these other Americans. Corda. Yeah, Corda. You know what? There was an inch. I did want to talk about Corda for a second because I saw in the draw that Corda made his way. I think he won a couple of rounds, and he faced someone. It was like a. Where is he? Corda faced. He faced Sinner, didn't he? Did he face Sinner? Yeah, I think so. They played. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It was a Corda Sinner like next gen moment situation. Yeah. And um, that is a rivalry that I'm really looking forward to in the next two, three years. You want to see those players get, like, souped up. Yeah, and they played doubles together, which I saw some clips of their match against Tiafo and Kyrgios, and they had some good points. Are we going to talk about Kyrgios? Uh, sure, let's do it. I oh, The only reason why I wanted to insert Kyrgios into to this podcast conversation... <laughs> podcast conversation is because he's clearly obsessed with us <laughs> he is don't you think he's obsessed with us i mean he likes our posts occasionally and he watches our stories and he sees them he seizes he seizes them <laughs> he's <laughs> he, he seizes up when he sees them <laughs> um he listen he sees our stories uh we know this because we have confirmation of that um Again, very famously called us albatrosses. I try to work that into our RG post as a way of courting him into uh, inviting him onto our podcast, which a lot of you podcast listeners that haven't written reviews yet for us <laughs> think is a fab <laughs> think it's a fabulous idea. Um, I so you know it's funny because we had one listener uh, comment on that IG post and. His comment, I feel, perfectly describes the way that we feel about Nick, which is like, we love him one day, we hate him another day. I mean, hate is a strong word, so I don't think we hate anyone, but like, we just love to hate him and hate to love him, and he loves that. Yeah. He loves that I think so. so much. Yeah, he loves right? that kind of interaction, and I think he's on his phone often, <laughs> uh, which we all are. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the invitation is open. Um during the National Bank Open for you to open a spot in your calendar mm -hmm. to open up on our show. Yeah. Come on, girl. I was, I just really loved his energy in Washington. Yeah. He really involved the fans. Um, him pairing up with Tiafo and winning a couple of rounds I thought was really exciting and great. And he gave me the warm and fuzzies. So I was like really feeling him in Washington. Yeah. And I thought he could make a bit more of a dent in the singles, but he lost in the first round. He lost to Mackie. He lost to Mackie. Lost to Mackie. Yeah. Okay. Mackie had a good run. Okay. <laughs> um, any ladies results you want to talk about before we move to our National Bank Open? Yes. So very quickly, um, the most important ladies result tournament that's happening this week is the Mubdala what is first of all? What is a Mubdala? Mubadala, Mubadala Open. It sounds like a character from Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, this is the tournament in San Jose, and as we're recording right now, oh no, it is confirmed. We so have this a is, winner. We have a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Danielle Collins. She won another trophy. She won another trophy. Now the the her first WTA tournament trophy win which came either last week or the week before in palermo i mean that doesn't count because it's 125 no one plays that basically like you know my sister's cousin can play in that <laughs> tournament right but this is like a high top tier tournament she beat Kasatkina in the final so congrats to danielle she is now legitimized she's got two tournaments under her belt and i just want to say this about her she is the girl that surprised everyone with a semi-final um uh, a showing of a semi-final at the Australian Open a couple years ago. This girl knows how to play on hard court. She's one to watch this entire season. If she can stay healthy, she's going to be my, you know, my one of my picks to win the U.S. Open. Is she flying her ass over to Montreal? I don't. 
I don't know. I didn't see. I have the draw open, but I don't know if I saw her name. Yeah, I don't think I saw her name in the draw either. Yeah, Danielle, why? Oh, no, it's there. She would play oh. She would play Halep in the second round if she <gasps> wins her first round match. Oh, that's going to be a juicy second round encounter. Because yeah. Halep's making her return. She's making her return. Post-calf. Um, Post-calf injury. Yeah. So the only other notable women's... Well, there are two. So um, Freck beats Zarazua in Concord. That's not notable. So whatever. Sorry. No offense. Um, but Petkovic is another two-time tournament winner this year. Talk about a woman that was ranked in the top 20, made the semifinals of the French Open a couple of years ago, but really has had difficulty finding her form. She beats Sharif, who, by the way, is the first Egyptian woman to make a WTA tournament final one and one so this is great for andrea like we like her she's a sweet girl mm. and she seems like a great she has good vibes so i'm happy that she won her second tournament good vibes this year. and seems like a good sports person like just exactly good sportsmanship yes totally sweet like really chill okay <laughs> on to uh canada you were gonna tell a story to our listeners uh <laughs> about your experience at Formerly the Rogers Cup, now the National Bank Open. I moved to Toronto in 2011, so it's been 10 years. And I've attended, I think, almost every year since I've been here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you've lived here your whole life. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say... My favorite thing about the National Bank Open, otherwise known as the Rogers Cup, otherwise known as the Matinee Limited International, yada, 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 depending who the sponsor is. DeMaurier, you know, when when cigarettes were sponsors. Exactly. Um, One year, my favorite part of being on the grounds is actually going to the practice courts. Because you can go and you can be right, literally you and a fence is dividing is the division between you and like these top tier players. I saw Venus practice that day. I think it was 2014 or 2015 when I was there, when I saw her. But one of my favorite memories is, um, do you remember Marion Bartoli? Mm -hmm. Bartoli. Bartoli. Wimbledon champ. 2013. Um, 2013. So it was 2013 then because she was Wimbledon champ. Double hand on both sides. She was notorious for being the weirdest person on a practice court because her dad had very unique training, a unique training regimen for her. So she would be attached to like bands and pulleys and she would wear weights on her ankles and like, you know, a television screen on top of her head. (laughs) She looked like fucked. She looked crazy. And I just watched the entire spectacle and laughed at her out loud from from the side. But like not in like a like laughing at her way, like laughing with her. <laughs> laughing with her. <laughs> that is quite the training regimen. What was she watching on the TV? I, should, I mean, there wasn't a TV on top oh, okay. of her head, but she just she just looked so. I mean, she's so unique. Her game style, her her training regimen was so unique. It was just so much fun to see it in person. And I would have to say that I shared one of my favorite moments at the National Bank Open with Russell because we were both insane fans of Daniela Hantukova, who is now a tennis tennis commentator. And she came off the court and we were literally like, can we please have your autograph? And she's like, absolutely. And she was so, so nice and had such a huge smile and was like such pure sunshine she signed her tennis balls and it just made Russell die inside. <laughs> so that was so nice is, is Kazakina's the new one for him Kazakina and uh, Georgie he loves yeah. yeah there's a new girl but I forgot but anyway he likes yeah, interesting I, players he does he likes um yeah I don't know what makes him what uh, what makes uh, like a, a player appeal to him, but he does have a very interesting choice of players. Yeah. I attended in 2011 and I got the night session package for Monday through Thursday. And then in mm-hmm. 2012, I volunteered. Oh, wow. I was uh, center court control. Oh, what did that entail? That just meant 
uh, if you, I, I was sort of at the top of the lower tiered seating and you couldn't come down during the game and you uh, needed to show me your ticket unless I saw you throughout the evening and then you were fine. Ah. Yeah. And uh, the purpose of me doing that was really just to watch the tennis. <laughs> so if I had been there and um, they were in the middle of the point, you wouldn't have allowed me to sneak back into my seat. No. You'd be like, you have to wait for the changeover. Hells no. I'd be like, I'm watching the point. Can you can you get out of my way? <laughs> <laughs> what were some matches you remembered watching while you were supposed to be working? Oh, God. I mean, 2012 <laughs> was so long ago. I do remember the final because uh, mm. Djokovic was in the final against Richard Gasquet. <laughs> and I was so impressed that Richard made it to the final. Uh, but he didn't do well in the final. I think he lost three and two. Oh, Richard. Yeah. He's one of those guys who has made it twice to the final in Canada. Which other year? He made the final in 2006, where he lost to Roger in three sets. Oh, I mean, like, if you're going to lose to someone, Roger and Novak are... <laughs> good people to lose to i guess yeah of the big three uh rafa has won it four times and djokovic has won it four times and roger mm-hmm. has won it twice wow and andy murray has won it three times yeah so that's so in terms of the the canadian event there is a big four <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, you know, this would be a good question for Canadian tennis trivia, but when was the last time that we had a Canadian men's or women's, well, I'm, the women's is easy to remember, yeah. but the last time a Canadian man either held the trophy or went to the final, I mean, I can't, I can't think of a year when Milos got to the final. He made the final ever... in 2013. Oh, okay. Mm, that was in uh, in Montreal. I remember uh-huh. that because the semifinal was him versus Vashik. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I remember I was in Windsor attending Pride in Windsor, and I was watching that match from the hotel. Oh, right. And was it a tight I think one? it was a three-setter, yeah. Gosh, just back in the days when Vashik was really bubbling up, mm-hmm. eh? Yeah, I was, wish you would bubble up enough to be on our show. You know what? The, I think of any player that we've courted slash stalk slash harassed, he's the one that we've done the most. Yeah, he should feel like really badly. Uh, he, you know, he should. And I don't know whether this is a segue into what we're actually going to do on Monday. Yeah. But we're going to arrive there, socially distanced, obviously, because it's COVID. Um, but we're going to wear our Ready Play Tennis Podcast t-shirts. And what are you going to bring with you? I'm going to bring Cujo's urn. Cujo <laughs> is my dead schnauzer who really wants Vashik to be on the show. Yeah. I mean, how many more connections can you have with a tennis player before he just has to face the truth about your relationship? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should just say we'll promote the PTPA if he comes on the show. I, okay, we can do that. I mean, but I, I think we would normally, like, that's something we would support, right? Yeah. Like, rights for players. Yeah, we would want, we would give give him a platform. I mean, not unless we want a job with the ATP tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the men first or the women? Or do you want to talk about, so... One thing that's interesting, if if anybody's watched Washington, when you mm-hmm. watch the tournament uh, in Toronto and when you watch <clears throat> the tournament in Montreal, I anticipate, I don't know for sure, I anticipate you'll see very different events because mm. we live in two separate po- provinces and yeah. each province has different sort of rules and regulations in relation to COVID. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, in Toronto, the tournament we're attending, you uh, were only able to buy seats in blocks of two, three, or four. I think they had a peppering of single seats. You are not allowed to leave your seat, um, I assume, unless you have to go to the bathroom. Uh, oh. You cannot go to the concessions. You can only order food or drinks to your seat. 
Sounds super exciting. <laughs> I think the capacity <laughs> is, I don't know, 4,000 or 5,000 or something like that. The other thing mm. is you cannot go, uh, you can't walk around the grounds at all. You can't go to the grandstand court, which is one of the the other show courts where you could see some good matches and you can't go to the outer courts. All of those matches will be sort of fanless. Uh, so mm. the grandstand court where you would typically get some some better matches where we saw Vika, we talked about in our interview yes. with her, um, nobody will be seated there. So if you're seeing a, a match on the grandstand court in Toronto and you're like, you know, why are the why is, you know, her catch playing whoever um, and there's no fans? Uh, that's why. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I do want to go. I mean, listen, I am not going to be a Debbie Downer. I'm very thankful that we're going to be watching live tennis, tennis players that we've followed and chatted with and talked about, you know, since the beginning of this podcast. So it'll be great to be there and see the action live. I mean, it's the best that it can be right now. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't made any promises about, because um, maybe our listeners know, but I'm going to be in Montreal starting next Wednesday, uh, this coming Wednesday. And so I will be there for the tournament. And there was maybe some talk of me being at the women's tournament as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it's going to be different and there's going to be more mobility, then I might pop in and, you know, hang out with some of the girls. Hang out with Rebecca, Rebecca with Becca, Layla. Mm-hmm. I don't know if BB wants to hang out with me, but yeah, whatever. It's fine. I'll invite I, her. Yeah. We'll have a drink. And I think to your point, I do think there'll be a bit more mobility on the grounds in Montreal versus Toronto where you can't really go anywhere. I mean, if the, and if that's the case, then that will be a much more enjoyable experience. I mean, you and I are just going to get plastered <laughs> in our in our chairs tomorrow on Monday night, just you know, harassing the players from where we're sitting. Definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely be getting multiple Peronis to our seats. Yes, exactly. I think they sponsor the tournament. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. So that's uh, that's the lay of the land at the two events. Uh, mm-hmm. They happen simultaneously in different cities, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's any other event really on either the men's side or the women's side sort of happens like this. Yeah, I don't think so. I makes it makes it special to to Canada. Yeah, it's like a little mini grand slam. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to start with the ladies or with the yeah? Men? Let's you, start you, with the ladies because uh, I have to apologize to um, the one and only. You know, we we talked all last summer about wanting to buy her a lamp for her basement, <laughs> BB's, Bianca, because I was a little perplexed as to how she got the two seed. But now I now I figured it out. Uh, she's still ranked five in the world. Maybe that's where the confusion is. I'm like, oh, how is she still number five? Um, and that mm-hmm. would require a, an actual professional podcaster to look into the the current <laughs> ranking system and how it works. Um, so maybe I'll do that after the show. <laughs> I I mean, it just is mind boggling to me that a person that has withdrawn from so many tournaments, she probably didn't have. I mean, if you think about the year before she did well at the beginning of the year and had a lot of points to defend like Indian Wells and all of those tournaments. So I'm just shocked that there's not a couple of girls, a couple of women that are just superseding her because of their results. You know what I mean? That the fact that she's number five in the world is still like whack to me, but whatever, that's fine. I mean, if she's there and she's a number two seed and um, you know what's going to happen, right? She's going to have a match in the second round against Layla Annie Fernandez? Exa- well, listen, she's... Uh, Layla, and when I was doing the Insta story today, I did not want to jinx Layla. Layla, if you're listening, listen, I was very, very cautious not to make it like a sure thing. Like, you still have to win your first round against Dart uh, before you set up this clash of Canadian champions. Mm-hmm. My goodness, how amazing would that be? That That is the juicy matchup on the women's side, I think. I know. I would like to see that. Um, I think 
obviously she's seated too because there's three high-profile players who are not in Montreal. And I think mm-hmm. what we're seeing is a little bit of, you know, the tail end of the summer season, uh, some lingering injuries for people, some people just needing a break, um, yeah. and the Olympic effect, which has sometimes impacted the Canadian event. So yeah. on the women's side, we do not have uh, Ash Barty, we do not have Naomi, and we do not have... Exactly. Who's the other one? Kenan. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why. I, yeah. Like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Again, an- another person's like, she's number three in the world. She's four. <laughs> she's four in the world. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Three or four. Like another person that's done nothing this year that doesn't deserve her ranking. <laughs> but um, listen, Naomi, we know the issue with Naomi. I, and I don't want to say it's an issue, actually. Let me rephrase. We all know what's going on with her. So that's fine. She doesn't have to be in Toronto. She just represented her country at the Olympics. Ash is the person that I'm like, of any of those girls that are not there, she's like, I need, she needs to take a nap. She's played a lot of tennis. Yeah. And if she wants to do well at the U.S. Open, she really has to kind of rest her body. She's played on, like, three different surfaces. She's won a whole bunch of tournaments. She won a freaking Wimbledon title. Like, a bronze medal, which she didn't have to play for, but whatever, it's fine. I mean, she still had to win a match to get there. So she deserves a break. Yeah, and she was so close to home, and then shit got crazy over there in Australia, and everything's locked (laughs) down. And if... If people go back there, you might not be able to leave. So she's probably oh crying a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know. I mean, I kind of knew that it, like Melbourne was in lockdown. The severity of which I'm, I wasn't sure. But my goodness, like they're back, they're back at it again. Yeah, eh? more lockdowns because one person died. But not that oh. you know, not that that's you know, nobody wants to to have a death. But it seems a bit excessive over there in Australia. I, we're not going to get into COVID talk, but anyway, I, I know, know people who over. are are who who are Australian who haven't been able to go back in like, you know, obviously the the, the entire pandemic. So it's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anywho, um. Let's talk about BB then. What do you think are oh. her chances? She's coming back after a break. She likes to take breaks. Um. She lost the first round in Wimbledon. That was the last time we saw her, correct? Yeah. Um, who did she lose in the first round? Uh, she lost to... Z- no, Zidanezic she lost to at the French, the French Open. Open. Wimbledon, I don't remember who She lost her. to... Oh, who was it? Crap. But I don't remember. I forget. Okay, fine, whatever. So your original question to me is like, what do we? How do I think she's gonna do? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation. I was at a barbecue last night. There was another guy there that was uh, kind of a tennis enthusiast, and he had to politely remind me that BB is nineteen years old. She's, I think, turning twenty-one 20? now. Yeah, I think. Oh, she's, 21. Yeah. I think she's 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 young. Yeah, she's still young. And um, for as much grief as we've given her for pulling out of tournaments to kind of save her body, gosh, if she already has so many, you know, injuries and like body aches and whatnot, it, good for her for not wanting to exacerbate those issues and to choose longevity as opposed to like, you know, quick paycheck maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to see her regain some form here. Here, um, You know, it was nice to see her reach the Miami final, even though she, again, got injured to Barty in that, in that final earlier this year. Um, but if there's any surface, if there's any place for BB to actually do something cool and amazing, it would be in Montreal. It would be on her home turf. So I just hope, I really am hoping for that Fernandez-Andreescu a round of 32 that is going to be a super juicy yeah i think that would obviously be the wednesday night you know marquee matchup 
Um, mm-hmm. It would be her first match in Layla's second, so that would be cool. The top yeah. eight seeds are Sabalenka, um, uh-huh. Azarenka um, in the top half, uh, along with Pliskova and um, Mugu. Yes. And then the bottom half has Kvitova and Svitolina and Halep and Bibi. So we would get potentially a Halep and Bibi quarterfinal. Yeah. I, that's the other person that I'm really intrigued to see how her form is. We haven't seen Halep hit a ball in forever. Um, and I'm curious... I just am curious to see what her game is going to be like, what she can do here. Um, what about you? Who are some girls that are on your radar? Yeah, I uh, definitely want to see how Halep performs. She hasn't played in like three months. Uh, she had a freak, strange calf injury that took her out in Rome, and then we didn't see her. She didn't get to play the French Open. She didn't get to play Wimbledon. So um, looking forward to that. BB, as you mentioned, is sort of uh, a wild card. Um, I think, you know, Sabalenka seems to have an okay draw, although she could face Stevens in, in her second round match, which again is her first round because the top 16 players get a bye. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she could potentially have Bedosa or Keys or Rebecca if Rebecca makes it through. And then Vika. Yeah, I love that Becca Keys matchup in the first round. Mm-hmm. That'll be That's good. going to be flat city hard thumping serve forehand. Congratulations to Becca. Did we give her congratulations cuz she won that tournament in the states recently? We did, and we she told us uh, through IG that she got a wild card and we said that's very exciting. Yeah, I mean if there's my God, if Marino, if Becca makes beats Keys and gets to the second round, I mean, that just opens up so many more possibilities in terms of her ranking, in terms of her prize money, mm-hmm. and being able to, you know, support doing more. And what a comeback story that would be. I, I, like, I like Madison. Listen, nothing against Madison, but, like, Becca's our girl. I really want her to push through and do well here. Yeah, she does have t- tough matchups, though. Like, she could go against Sabalenka. More booming, yeah. booming girls. But that, that's the kind of player that Becca, I think, does really well against. Yeah. You know, she likes to absorb the power. She likes to give it back. So that'll be really cool to see where she stacks at. Yeah. What's interesting, I think, about this kind of event is that you don't really have any easy matchups. It's like mm-hmm. you have a it's a draw of 48 and, you know, round two, three quarterfinals onward, you're playing uh, tough players. I noticed that. Um, in the men's draw and you know Vika's first round match could be Kristea who she lost Mm -hmm. to at Wimbledon Uh Uh, then either Putinseva or Sakari Um, and then Sabalenka so that's her road to just get to the quarterfinals (laughs) yeah that's uh, (laughs) Uh, I mean other curious things have happened so who knows um also want to mention uh, a woman we don't really talk about very often. She kind of is overshadowed in terms of women's tennis, but it's Carol Zhao. Uh, Carol Zhao uh, and ourselves have been really kind of cute, cute on Instagram. We've said that we love her silk scarf ties and her hair, <laughs> and she gave us smiley faces. Um, she faces your your favorite of Sorry, all best normal. Like, good luck, girl. <laughs> good luck, because that is going to be a wretched first round match. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to watch that. I mean, all of the players that Suribes Tormo could face in that section, she'll give them a tough go. Like, you know, Mugu likes to p- grind and, and pound, and Suribes yeah. Tormo just <laughs> likes to get every freaking ball back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> So uh, she's ranked, she's ranked uh, or seated fifth, um, and mm-hmm. and she would be on path to take uh, on Pliskova, but mm-hmm. Pliskova has in her way Muhova and Rabakina. Yeah, Rabakina doing well at the Olympics. Muhova doing really really well at the Slams. So you know, looking at this 
draw, you're right. There's really no, there's no, no such thing as an easy first round match anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, because Mugu gets a bye. She could face either Ostapenko or Sinyakova, who just won a doubles gold medal. I mean, these are all women that are playing consistently and just playing so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, the bottom half, we're always watching Kvitova. She sort of faltered a little bit the last few events. I think mm-hmm. you had picked her to make the finals maybe of Wimbledon or something like that, and she lost in the, she lost <laughs> in the, in first, the first round. round. Um, she could play Tamjanovic. I don't know Tamjanovic's game on hard court, but obviously she made the quarterfinals at, uh, at the Wimbley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, Mertens and Georgie again who's played well at the Olympics she made the quarterfinals there and then Goff or Svitolina Svitolina the bronze medalist and Goff who has performed really well the entire year yeah the draw I mean minus the top three women in the world the draw is a who's who of like who's playing really well right now you know, Kasakina just lost in the final. Daniel Collins just won her second tournament. They're scheduled to play as well. You know, who knows how they're going to do, especially having gone so deep in the draw. Will they have had enough time to recoup? Uh, so, yeah. Well, the ladies is going to be an interesting situation. Yeah. I mean, the ladies are always interesting. And it's, it's, it's just interesting to see Montreal shake up like this. And as we mentioned no easy matchups you know mm-hmm. lest we forget about pav yeah um who's in sort of the bottom half with um halep and bb so she <coughs> could cause some problems and anjabur as well yeah. I'm like they're all good <laughs> yeah. all these ladies are good so you know we'll probably have like two seeds in the quarterfinals and the rest will be <laughs> Unseated, and you know, hopefully, it's someone like Madison um, who makes it through. That would be nice. Sorry, uh, Madison sorry, Keys? not Madison. Marino. Oh my God, that's not what I meant. Ugh. Oh my God, Becca's gonna be so upset. Sorry, you. Becca. <laughs> I'll wear my hair tie over my mouth. <laughs> I don't talk. Um, I don't know if we can do like a pick'em because. It's I it I Ooh. mean usually we do this Let's for, do it. usually we do this for the slams. So do you want to just pick who you, who who's going to make the the finals? I'm going to say that Rebecca Marino and Leila Fernandez are going to make it to the final. That would be unbelievable and amazing. And Notice that I didn't say BB. <laughs> <laughs> we want BB to to do well. Obviously this is like yeah. the path uh, yeah. Um, two years ago that she took, uh, it was an unfortunate final in 2019 with Serena, which ended at 3-1. And I think I was playing tennis or playing in a different, I was playing in a tournament, I think in Chicago and, um, Wade was texting me. He's like, Oh, the match is over. <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> that sucks for the people who bought the tickets and are now paying two, $200 for the doubles final <laughs> but anyway uh this is her path so we'll see if she can you know uh get into form with like three to four weeks before the u.s open yeah so who who is your pick i am gonna pick Sinyakova. oh my god <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> i am going to go out on a limb and say wait so Sinyakova was not going out on the limb (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say Sabalenka is gonna live up to her seed and and Mm -hmm. sort of settle into that final and uh, I think people are gonna be surprised by the recovery of one Simona Halepe (laughs) (laughs) so I'm gonna put number one versus number six nice you know what listen your Wimbledon picks were really good, so I—I I mean, I—I I would trust you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> our podcast listeners trust us. I don't, know. I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. Um, but go, Layla. Go, Yay. go, BB. Let's have a, a Layla BB match, and uh, go, Rebecca. And go, go, Carol. Carol Zhao. Yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, oh go God. Carol. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, on the men's side, uh, we have... Oh, my God. I think we have a few more casualties in terms of players who are not playing. Yeah. Including former finalist Milos. Oh. Former winners Federer, who just <laughs> turned 40. Happy birthday. Oh, wow. 40. Yeah. He wanted to celebrate not in Toronto, I guess. <laughs> uh, Novak, who's taking a break um, and not trying not to break things. Uh, Berrettini, who's recovering, I think, from a... Did he not have a surgery or a procedure recently on his know, like it's... thigh or something? To make it bigger? <laughs> Maybe. He needs, a, he needs to strengthen those legs. But he had, you know, he had an injury i think in the final a little bit um and and got it looked at and has had a procedure so he's taken a little uh, bit of a break am a i break. missing anyone else vavrenka murray those guys are not there uh, but the draw looks good yeah i mean the draw i mean i'm scrolling through the draw the draw looks pretty stacked and it's all listen i, I just have to say this all of you that have followed my my love story with the ATP players this year, I I don't think we're going to be watching Stefanos. I, I can't. I can't be there to distract him. So let's just put it out there first. Stefanos, I will not be watching you on court. I've, I've, I've tried to block your number. You've you purchased new cell phones and sending me these weird texts under these assumed names and whatnot. <laughs> so it's just, it's. I know that you're here, and I know, but it's not going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did Sinego make it through or no? I, he didn't make it through qualifying. No. Your, your current boyfriend. No, no, no. He, yeah, mm. He's gone home. Gotcha. He's gone home. Um, but. Uh, tee it up. Yeah. Tee, tee up the men's side. Tee it up for us. Oh, my God. I mean, who, where do I even start? Where do I even start? Maybe I should start with our Canadian peeps. Yeah, okay. So Chapo's seated fifth, and Felix is seated ninth, and mm-hmm. uh, Vashik is first up on Monday. I know. Vashik plays Tommy Paul, cutie Tommy Paul from the United States, um, for our evening session. Mm-hmm. Excited to see him play. I think that's going to be fabulous. Um, I thought another kind of interesting, um, do you want to actually go through the seeds first? Yeah, let's do it. So Daniil, number one, and uh, Nadal, number two. I think what's interesting about Nadal is that he, um, he could potentially face Lloyd Harris, who beat him in Washington again. Yeah, he's gonna want some revenge after losing that third set tiebreaker. I th- what he I think he lost the third set six four. Oh, it wasn't a tiebreaker. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but we also have another Canadian qualifier, Braden Schnur, who Bra- who who faces Lloyd in the first round. I saw. I've been watching kind of the qualif the qualies and who's coming through and who's. Who's going? That's a great little showing for Braden Schnur. Wait, so that means Polanski lost his match I today. I think he lost his second round. Yeah, his second round qualifying, he did not make it through. But he beat. Oh, um, it, he beat in the first round. He beat Kupfer. Kupfer, yeah. good win. Yeah, that, but okay, that's a that's a question to me. Kupfer had to qualify. Yeah, I don't, to get into the draw. I, yeah, I guess so. That's how. I, yeah, I don't know. Kopfer had to qualify. Like, that's whack to me. I thought Kopfer was having a good year and that he would have direct entry. Yeah. But um, he smoked him. It was like three and, not three even and close. Three and four or something like that, yeah. Yeah, I even did an Insta story thinking that he was going to get into the main draw, but he flamed out. Too bad. Too bad, so sad. Sorry, Peter Polanski. Yeah. I like your eyeglasses, though. Peter Polanski. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, wears cool. I'm not wearing any. <laughs> so Dennis yeah. Dennis has a, a little bit of a tough road I think like so he gets a bye again being fifth mm-hmm. seed but he will potentially face Sebastian Corda uh-huh um, or Nishioka and probably Corda and then if he gets through that match he will potentially face Gael. 
I mean, I don't. I love Gael, but I mean, and Gael. Remember, we watched Gael at at the at the National Bank Open a couple years ago. He's just like really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't think that if it came down to a Monfils Shapovalov show uh, showdown, um, that Gael would have very much to hurt Dennis with. Yeah. I think Dennis is playing so well. Yeah, he obviously played so well in Wimbledon, uh, flamed out at a tournament somewhere, lost in the first round, uh, mm-hmm. took some time off with his girl. Uh, so, <laughs> but he shows up in in uh, Montreal. Obviously, people will remember him bursting onto the scene in 2017, yes, where he beat that's right. where he beat Rafa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple other top players. I think he beat Delpo in that event also. So Yeah. So, I mean, he showed that he got the goods, and now he has the results this year to kind of back them up. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how far he's going to go. Mm-hmm. So he will... He, he's in the quarter with Rublev, who's seated fourth. So Rublev mm-hmm. also looks like he has a tough draw. His second round would be Struff or Fonini. Uh-huh. Uh, third round, Gareen Isner or Davidovich Fokina, and then Chapo. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the the men's tournament is very similar to the women's in that when you have like a forty eight person draw or whatever it is, it's there's no easy first round matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, even though we're missing, you know, the big guys at this tournament, there's so many players here that. If they were not at the the Olympics, they were winning everything like Casper Ruud. Yeah, I mean it's shocking this week that Casper Ruud didn't win an event, but that's because I <laughs> I don't think he was in one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the top the top seed is our, um, my boy or our boy Daniil. Daniil. Daniil's the top seed. Yeah, coming off uh, almost dying in Tokyo. <laughs> uh, he will face either Evans or Bublik in the second round. I think he ha, he took on Bublik in Tokyo. Mm, yes, that's right. In the first round yeah. match, and then uh, third round would be, which would be his second match, will be potentially the Washington Victor Yannick Sinner. That'll be a good match. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to see that. I read an article um, where the quote from Daniil was. Uh, something to the effect of um, I'm unbeatable on hardcore. Like it's very, it's very hard to beat me on hardcore. Those are some big words (laughs) to say. And I mean, yeah, I'd love to see Daniil kind of back up those big words. I kind of like his kind of boastful personality, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that he kind of needs that in order to really kind of break through, penetrate, win a slam. So I would, I'd really like him to do well. In um in Toronto, yeah, he um, who did he lose to in Tokyo? Was it Hatchinoff? Oh gosh, you're asking me. Uh, I think it was Karen. Yeah, I think it was. Or no, yeah, was it RBA? No, PCB. I don't remember. I don't remember any. <laughs> We're so bad at this. <laughs> they're I, they're all like all the results are just swimming in our heads. Yeah, but I think he he may may have the toughest draw. Like obviously Dan Evans is very crafty, not quite as good on hard courts, but you know Bublik, unpredictable sinner, very solid. Hercatch one in Miami, uh, and then semifinal potentially Rublev or Chapo, and then final. Could be Nadal or Sitsi. Okay, yeah, that's super tough. But I have a kind of a question on a tangent for you. Yes. Who the hell is Jensen Brooksby? I don't know. He made the semi in in Washington, and now he's uh, that's got uh, landed him a spot here in Toronto. Yeah, he's been issued a wild card. I had never heard of him before. I actually thought that Jensen Brooksby was the. Um, the the British player, the one that played. Um, remember, we did an IG post about him. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, or like a character on Gossip Girl. Who Jensen Brooksby? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yes, um, Liam looks Liam Brody. No, 
No, not Liam Brody. The, he also did not. The one. He also. The one who mm-hmm. who won a set against Djokovic at Wimbledon in the first round. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I was confused with who he. Uh, I confused them both, and um, but no, this Jensen Brooksby's, and I, I think another teenager. That's just like a, another upcoming American teenager, along with Brandon Nakashima and Mac McDonald. And yeah, I mean, that's great for American tennis. Mm-hmm. And he faces Basilashvili in the first mm-hmm. round. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't, I hadn't heard of him until uh, I saw that he, there were these strange names making the, the semis in Washington. Jack Draper. Gotcha. Jack Draper is the British guy that I confused Jensen Brooksby yeah. with. Understandable. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the top half and then you know her catch he could play nishikori and you know brooksby as you talked about and daniel in the quarters so uh yeah the you know daniel and probably rublev have the toughest quarters mm-hmm. um and then in the bottom half we have rude and cc in the same quarter with uh uh-huh. schwartzman and nadal wrapping up the final quarter yeah, I am begging for uh, Nick Kyrgios, Rafa Nadal third round match. Oh my God, he has to beat Opelka first. Yeah, please beat, Riley. please beat Opelka and Nadal. Please beat Lloyd Harris or our Canadian. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Braden or Bra- Brendan. <laughs> We're mixing up Brendan <laughs> and Braden. Brendan and Braden. Braden Schneider. Didn't. I, I also felt I read somewhere that um, Nick said that Djokovic was the best player of all time. And it made me think that that was kind of like another kind of poke the bear moment with Rafa. Like you. I mean, may, you wanna... maybe, maybe. I think he, maybe. he gets a or he has the most respect for Federer um, and doesn't uh. like Djokovic or Nadal, but uh, maybe has a little bit more respect for Nadal as a as a person and just hates hates Djokovic (laughs) but respects that he's the best uh, of all time the best of all time I I think that there's been enough water under the bridge between those two I mean so much time has elapsed that you know if there was a third round match I think they could be very gentlemen I mean I I think they are like I mean I think there it can be just a very gentlemanly like match Mm -hmm. just like what's just like it would be gentlemanly if he came on our show Nick yeah we're gonna, yeah. If if we're so lucky to, I don't think we're gonna see him, are we? Maybe. What's that? For? I might. I mean, I'm going every day. Okay, so then you're you're gonna carry the cross for us, yes. and you're going to just go there with your filthy T-shirt. Yeah. Because <laughs> we only have, we can only afford one. So side note: so we made uh, Ready Play Tennis podcast T-shirts with our emblem. Yeah. So my t-shirt obviously has my face, Jason has his, then we have our Ready Play Tennis podcast logo, website, yada, 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 with face masks. So we're fully merged up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, the the smart choice was for us, for me to choose a white t-shirt, not thinking that it was going to get dirty. <laughs> <laughs> And that Jason was going to go on multiple days. So by Friday, he's just going to be a disgusting pig. Yeah, and <laughs> and don't expect me to launder it. <laughs> and uh, you'll notice, you'll see us there because we'll be wearing the white t-shirt and white shorts. And white shorts, exactly. Yeah, and Thank you for reminding me. I have to iron those. Yeah, and because we can't leave our seats, they'll be urine soaked. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, long story short, l- let's go, Nick. Let's win two matches so you can get yeah. to the third round, uh, and we can see that Nadal uh, Kyrgios match. Um, the one other Canadian that we have neglected to talk about so far is Felix. So he's in ah. the section with Rude. Uh, mm-hmm. They both have a bye, but could meet each other in the third round. Yeah, I um, I don't know why we haven't been talking a lot about Felix. I mean, I feel like recently he's had kind of more results than Chapo has and kind of has clicked more with his game. Um, but I mean, he could possibly face either Lajevic or another guy that I think has done pretty well in on the kind of 
preliminary part of the U.S. hardcore season, this uh, guy named Emil Rusuvori. Do you know her? No. Uh, I, sh- I think we should start to get to know her. Yeah, maybe. And uh, it's it's Lajevic. <laughs> oh, did I say Lajevic? Lajevic? <laughs> whatever. Sure, yeah. whatever. Goes to show you how much I know. <laughs> uh, the, the other guy in that section... I mean, there's so many players in that section with Sitsi and Rude. Mm-hmm. Karatsev, Cam, yeah. Cam Nori, Hachinov, Sanego, Umber. Yeah, exactly. Like, watch out, yo. Not Benoit Pair. <laughs> Benoit Pair is in the in the Nadal section with in the with, section. with Schwartzman. So that is packed that quarter. Yeah, that quarter is stacked. So that is like upset alert central. And I look <laughs> forward to hopefully in one of the five sessions that I'm going to seeing Karatsev and. Um, that's it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Vashik, Monday night Vashik, and um, let's again Nick Nadal. Yes, Nick Nadal. And I haven't ever seen. I don't think uh, Daniel play. So I'm looking forward to that. I think I think that it's going to be really exciting for you because you've fostered such a fondness for him. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so if we haven't mentioned it already. Our listeners that live in Toronto, or I don't know, by happenstance, are here in Toronto. We are going to be at the National Bank Open for the Monday and Tuesday evening sessions starting at 7 p.m. We know that we can't move our, from our seats. We've mentioned it 7 million times in the podcast. <laughs> but, if you're, but if you're there and you want to say hi, send us a DM to our IG. Give us... Um, you're a grinder coordinate. I'm kidding, not grinder. <laughs> Give us your coordinates. Like, tell us where you are in the stadium, and we will say hi to you. We'd love to say hi to you from afar. Why not? Yeah, we'll take a picture and we'll post it on our IG, and we'll ta- we'll tag you. <laughs> exactly. And then you can share it with all of your peeps. Yeah, sharing is caring. Sharing is caring, and um, if we care enough, who is going to make the finals on the men's side? <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Sorry. Um. You're asking you're asking me first? Yeah. I'm going to say listen, I'm going to say Medvedev. I'm really going out on the limb here. <laughs> <laughs> so Med you're going to say Medvedev in the top half. Medvedev in the top half and then I'm going to say <laughs> Rafael <Nadal. laughs> in the bottom. I would like listen, all joking aside, I would like that to happen on a hardcore situation again. Right. You know what I want to see it again. Yeah. I think, you know, we we can't discount that there is a very small, small chance that there could be a Felix Dennis final. It's very small because uh Felix is in that section with all those guys that I mentioned, Karatsev and mm-hmm. Nori and Lorenzo and Hatchinoff, silver medalist. I would uh pick your your pick as well, Daniil. It okay. would be cool to see like an all Russian final, like Karetsev and and Daniil. Um, oh. But I kind of have thoughts that it's gonna be Sitsi, Casper, Sitsi okay. and Daniil. Sitsi and Daniil. Yeah, there is going to be a bit more of a solidify solidification of this rivalry between Daniil and Tsitsi and I want them to like get angry and hate 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 <laughs> tennis each other <laughs> oh I like that I like that yeah. yeah the burgeoning of a rivalry yeah more like more of that I, I sure mm-hmm. every I, everyone loves Nadal he's won it four times but um that those are my picks and then you know the sentimental pick would be like Dennis versus Felix or Dennis versus Vashik. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we, you know what, we have to, not that we have to say that, but how nice would that be mm-hmm. if the Canadians could get far on home soil, yeah. you know? Of course. So yeah. uh, check out the National Bank Open, Toronto for the men, Montreal for the ladies. And we will be providing as much fun, silly, in-depth uh, 
limited mobility coverage from where we are in the stadium. So yeah. join us on our IG journey. Yeah, and uh, as Aldrin mentioned, we will be there together on Monday and Tuesday. I, mm-hmm. I will then be there Wednesday, day session, Thursday, evening session, and Friday, day session. For the th- Ooh. Friday will be the quarterfinal, the start of the quarterfinals. And I may or may not be at any of the sessions in the women's side. <laughs> and I may or may not be as active as Aldwin and I will be Monday and Tuesday because I'll probably be tired from how active we are on Monday and Tuesday on the, exactly. on the social. But nonetheless, slide into our DMs. Yeah, I'll do my best to show you my dirty punty t-shirt <laughs> and my dirty soiled mask. Nice. Which uh, I will sell for fifty dollars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Only fans. The, <laughs> the soiled one. Uh, okay, enjoy the the Canadian tennis, y'all. Bye. We're here for your tennis tainment or your tentertainment or whatever it is. But if you like what we're serving up, please give us a five star review and like, share, and subscribe and like such as. Wait, one more thing. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Ready Play Tennis Podcast.